Modern World History, Patterns of Interaction, Chapter 10, Section 3, War and Expansion in the United States, Setting the Stage. The United States won its independence from Britain in 1783. At the end of the Revolutionary War, the Mississippi River marked the western boundary of the New Republic. As the original United States filled with settlers, land-hungry newcomers pushed beyond the Mississippi. The government helped them by acquiring new territory for settlement. Meanwhile, tensions between northern and southern states over the issues of states' rights and slavery continued to grow and threatened to reach a boiling point. Americans move west. In 1803, President Thomas Jefferson bought the Louisiana Territory from France. The Louisiana Purchase doubled the size of the New Republic and extended its boundaries to the Rocky Mountains. In 1819, Spain gave up Florida to the United States. In 1846, a treaty with Great Britain gave the United States part of the Oregon Territory. The nation now stretched from the Atlantic to the Pacific Oceans. Manifest Destiny Many Americans believed in Manifest Destiny the idea that the United States had the right and duty to rule North America from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean. Government leaders used Manifest Destiny to justify evicting Native Americans from their tribal lands. The Indian Removal Act of 1830 made such actions official policy. This law enabled the federal government to force Native Americans living in the East to move to the West. Georgia's Cherokee tribe challenged the law before the Supreme Court. The court, however, ruled that the suit was not valid. The Cherokee had to move. Most of them traveled 800 miles to Oklahoma, mainly on foot, on a journey later called the Trail of Tears. About a quarter of the Cherokee died on the trip. A survivor recalled how the journey began. Quote, the day was bright and beautiful, but a gloomy thoughtfulness was depicted in the lineaments of every face. At this very moment, a low sound of distant thunder fell on my ear and sent forth a murmur I almost thought a voice of divine indignation for the wrong of my poor and unhappy countrymen, driven by brutal power from all they loved and cherished in the land of their fathers." End quote. William Shorey Cody When the Cherokees reached their destination, they ended up on land inferior to what they had left. As white settlers moved west during the 19th century, the government continued to push Native Americans off their land. Texas joins the United States. When Mexico had gained its independence from Spain in 1821, its territory included the lands west of the Louisiana Purchase. With Mexico's permission, American settlers moved into the Mexican territory of Texas. However, settlers were unhappy with Mexico's rule. In 1836, Texans revolted against Mexican rule and won their independence. Then, in 1845, the United States annexed Texas. Since Mexico still claimed Texas, it viewed this annexation as an act of war. War with Mexico. Between May 1846 and February 1848, war raged between the two countries. Finally, Mexico surrendered. As part of the settlement of the Mexican-American War, Mexico ceded territory to the United States. The Mexican cession included California and a huge area in the southwest. In 1853, the Gadsden Purchase from Mexico brought the lower continental United States to its present boundaries. Civil War Test Democracy America's westward expansion raised questions about what laws and customs should be followed in the West. Since the nation's early days, the northern and southern parts of the United States had followed different ways of life. Each section wanted to extend its own way of life to the new territories and states in the West. 
north and south. The north had a diversified economy with both farms and industry. For both its factories and farms, the north depended on free workers. The south's economy, on the other hand, was based on just a few cash crops, mainly cotton. Southern planters relied on slave labor. The economic differences between the two regions led to a conflict over slavery. Many northerners considered slavery morally wrong. They wanted to outlaw slavery in the new western states. Most white southerners believed slavery was necessary for their economy. They wanted laws to protect slavery in the west so that they could continue to raise cotton on the fertile soil there. The disagreement over slavery fueled the debate about the rights of the individual states against those of the federal government. Southern politicians argued that the states had free, freely joined the Union so they could freely leave. Most Northerners felt that the Constitution had established a Union once and for all. Civil War Breaks Out Conflict between the North and the South reached a climax in 1860 when Abraham Lincoln was elected president. Southerners fiercely opposed Lincoln, who had promised to stop the spread of slavery. One by one, Southern states began to secede or withdraw from the Union. These states came together as the Confederate States of America. On April 12, 1861, Confederate forces fired on Fort Sumner, a federal fort in Charleston, South Carolina. Lincoln ordered the army to bring the rebel states back to the Union. The U.S. Civil War had begun. Four years of fighting followed, most of it in the South. Although the South had superior military leadership, the North had a larger population, better transportation, greater resources, and more factories. These advantages proved too much, and in April 1865, the South surrendered. Abolition of Slavery Lincoln declared that the war was being fought to save the Union and not to end slavery. He eventually decided that ending slavery would help save the Union. Early in 1863, he issued the Emancipation Proclamation, declaring that all slaves in the Confederate States were free. At first, the proclamation freed no slaves because the Confederate States did not accept it as a law. As Union armies advanced into the South, however, they freed slaves in the areas they conquered. The Emancipation Proclamation also showed European nations that the war was being fought against slavery. As a result, these nations did not send money, uh, the money and supplies that the South had hoped they would. In the aftermath of the war, the U.S. Congress passed the 13th Amendment to the Constitution, which abolished slavery in the United States. The 14th and 15th Amendments extended the rights of citizenship to all Americans and guaranteed former slaves the right to vote. Reconstruction From 1865 to 1877, Union troops occupied the South and enforced the constitutional protections. This period is called Reconstruction. After federal troops left the South, white Southerners passed laws that limited African Americans' rights and made it difficult for them to vote. Such laws also encouraged segregation or separation of blacks and whites in the South. African Americans continued to face discrimination in the North as well. The post-war economy. The need for mass production and distribution of goods during the Civil War speeded industrialization. After the war, the United States experienced industrial expansion unmatched in history. By 1914, it was a leading industrial power. Immigration. Industrialization could not have occurred so without immigrants. During the 1870s, immigrants arrived at a rate of nearly 2,000 a day. By 1914, more than 20 million people had moved to the United States from Europe and Asia. Many settled in cities in the Northeast and Midwest. Others settled in the open spaces of the West. Railroads. 
As settlers moved west, so did the nation's rail system. In 1862, Congress had authorized money to build a transcontinental railroad. For seven years, immigrants and other workers dug tunnels, built bridges, and laid track. When the railroad was completed in 1869, railroads linked California with the eastern United States. By 1900, nearly 200,000 miles of track crossed the nation. This system linked farm to city and boosted trade and industry. The railroads brought huge quantities of steel. Also, trains brought materials such as coal and iron ore to factories and moved the finished goods to market. They carried corn, wheat, and cattle from the Great Plains to processing plants in St. Louis, Chicago, and Minneapolis. These developments helped to make the United States a world leader.